It's a lie. The evidence has been falsified. It's impossible. I never broke the law. I am the law. I knew you'd say that. On this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Reflux Welcome, Rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 185, where there are links, and you can go there, and where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. And if you end up loving the show and want to see it thrive, you can become a reflux capacitor, making our time travel possible alongside our patrons, Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keating, Patrick Hicks, uh, LJ Lowry, Chris Cowan, The Feel and Film Podcast, Peter Panda, Chris Owens, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, Mrs. Lomax, James Kennison, Daryl Hafner, Kevin Joshua Burnham, Drew of the Cellcast, Ashley Cronenbitter, and Logan Sharp. Thank you all so much for supporting us on Patreon. I am Francisco Ruiz, your captain of the pod, and sailing with me as always is your XO, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Paul, what the heck kind of XO are you? A nice XO. (sighs) XO, who is rewinding in with us for Judge Dredd? Another nice person. <laughs> this time we're joined by the creator of Spirit Blade Audio Drama Trilogy, the Christian Geek Central community and podcast. Welcome back to the show, Ship's Entertainer, Peter Franson. Hey, hey. Thank you. Welcome I, back. I, I like this. Is this, what is this, number three or four? This is number four. You got promoted <sighs> to Shipman last last one. Oh, so. that's exciting. What's what's the record? Oh, uh, Captain. He, like, yeah, like, like, like what, what's the record for like number of guests, like a, a guest that's been, uh, that's been on the show. How many times uh, oh, record? I don't know. Like who's uh, the John Goodman of this SNL? Christy. <laughs> Christy. Yeah. Probably my wife, Christy. It's, uh, she's in the twenties uh, around oh, man. All right. I am like right on her tail. Yeah. That's, that's the mission. Yeah. If that's the mission. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you could do it. Yeah. It's about, yeah. Just say, it's, I want to be on all the movies, Francisco. Just sign me up for everyone. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and oh my, my dog agrees. You can do it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, thank you, Paul. Uh, and looking forward to hearing from all of us later and also finding out how we each in- answer this movie's trivial question, which is probably the most infamous deleted sequence in in Judge Dredd is where Dredd is fighting and shoots clone judges during the end, during the ending. Yeah, this scene was deleted for unknown reasons. Our trivial question is, if you had to fight a clone of yourself, would you rather face off against one that is twice your size or eight clones that are a quarter of your size? Now, keep in mind, none of them have your memories, but they all have the same level of uh, mental faculties that you do, and their physical attributes are scaled to their appropriate size. So we'll be answering that. So it's going to be, yeah. I'll repeat that later when we answer the question later uh, as the show progresses. But for now, XO, here is your course for this episode. First, our roundtable discussion will consist of the trailer, synopsis, production details for Judge Dredd. Then we'll discuss things we liked and disliked about the movie. We'll follow that up with our final rating of classic, nostalgic, or tragic. And then come back to our own time with feedback and announcements. Got that, XO? Uh, yeah. Alice, uh, rewind when ready. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Yes, it was a cascade of special effects, apparently. But did those special effects cascade into our minds? Let's find out when we re- when we share our memory mind melt synops- synopsis synopsis for Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd busts Rob Schneider touching a shark's private parts, whose defense to the crime is "You can do it." <laughs> the disgusting member of a small family gang looks like some hor- horrifying mashup of zombie and cyborg. Underdeveloped clones emerge too, too early from their tanks and attack? Don't really remember, but I like the idea enough to steal it. <laughs> That's a bit of inside baseball there. Uh, with uh, Continue with the mind meld. Uh, with the help of Schneider mocking him, Dredd is able to defeat his twin and clear his name. Uh, yeah, those memories sound not really all that right. In fact, I think they were incepted. I mean, some of them were kind of right. But, you know, based on those memories, as flawed as I think they were, uh, what rating did we did they lead us to predict for this movie before we rewatched it? Uh, classic, nostalgic, or tragic? How about you, Peter? What did you think it would be before you took another gan- gander at Judge Dredd? Uh, I'm still hung up on the Rob Schneider, like, touching a shark's private part. <laughs> I mean, what... <laughs> that's that's from Fifty First Dates. If you if you've never seen that, video. okay, oh. all right. Because I have like, seen it, and I still don't remember that. Because you used like my my memory from the middle and my memory from the end, mm-hmm. but yeah. all I heard was that one at the beginning, <laughs> and I was like, did Paul do some shenanigans and like yes. swap out my my memory for something about touching a shark's private? No, that would be <laughs> some other mysterious person's memory. I don't know whose. Okay. All right. Not the person who just right. told you where that movie is from or that quote. Was from. <laughs> so, so what did I predict? Yes. What, what did I predict? Yes. Um, I predicted tragic, but with a qualifier. Oh. Um, because, man, these are like really uh, like decisive categories, you know? Yeah. So yes. my, qualifi- my qualifier would be tragic in that it does not hold up. And that's tragic that it doesn't hold oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, n- but not that it would be a lousy experience as I revisit it. That was oh. my prediction. Okay. That's wow. fair. That's very in-depth. Thank you for that yeah, analysis. Yeah, very detailed. Uh, <laughs> Paul, how about you? Tragic. Um, but th- I had never seen this, and uh, so oh really? Okay, I I remember not being all that interested when I saw the previews, and uh, so <laughs> we'll see. Okay, and for me, I also predicted tragic. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this, and I didn't really have a hankering to go back and rewatch it. But here we are, nonetheless. <laughs> uh, so w- now, Paul. Yes. I don't have a great transition, so I'll just say, where are the technical details of this movie? Like, who was in it? How much did it make of the box office? Stuff like that. All right. The the movie Dread came out in the year um, 
you're, you're not going to stop me. Darn it. I don't have it up yet. So I'll just read the real one. <laughs> Thank you. It's a 2012, by the way, if you're going to do yeah. Dread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Bones. Anyway. <laughs> Carl Urban. Yeah. And, yeah. Anyway. Judge Dredd is rated R, runs at hour 36 minutes, and was released on June 30th, 1995. It was directed by Danny Cannon and went on to star uh, Sylvester Stallone, Armand Asante. Is that how you pronounce that? Asante, I, I think, maybe. Yeah, Asante. I think that's and, right. And yeah. Rob Schneider, no Schneider, <laughs> <laughs> Diane Lane, and a few people you may or may not recognize. Yeah, and actually none of the people were on I, I was really curious. I figured at least one would be on a previous episode that we've covered, but none of these actors have been on any other movie and how many movies we've covered. So wow. there it goes. Not even the music person? I bet the key grip was. Oh you gotta know, be on you a previous My bad. Uh because James Earl Jones, yeah. who was the voiceover in the beginning, was in our Star Wars episode. <laughs> Which would happen to be retrorewindpodcast.com slash 79. So, and wasn't the music composed by Alan Silvestri? Yes, who did the music for Back to the Future, which is retrorewindpodcast.com slash 70. So, we'll go with that. Thank you, Paul. Okay. All right. The budget of this film was $90 million and went on to gross over $113 million in the box office. All right, so now, speaking of box office, let's play a little game on where this uh, lies in the box office. Out of all the comic book adaption movies, Mm. um, there are, from 1978 to present, there are 164. Where do you think Judge Dredd lies from 1 to 164? Uh, Oh, jeez. What do you think, Peter? You can go first. Uh... I'll say, um, I'll say 150. I'm, I'm 150. I'm thinking it's pretty low. Yeah, I but there too, are yeah. some there are some turds we are not even thinking about. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Now, did you say one five zero or one or one one, one, one five. five? Oh, um, one one five zero. Yeah, one okay. fifty. Yeah. Yeah. And because that because that's like we're talking about where they rank in their box office. Yes, correct. How, exactly. how much money they make? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah one fifty, pretty low. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna guess. 115 just confused paul and we also have some predictions from chat geek devotions guesses 112 and dale guesses 60 so what is it paul it is exactly 115 yes did you look that up oh no i was I trying to give you up. an option there painter like, <laughs> <laughs> that's why you did that nice yeah okay. okay so um also out of the uh the year 1995 this came out worldwide not just in the u.s there are uh 58 what that doesn't make sense there are only 58 movies that came out that year anyway that seems really low yeah well well that's more than one a week but we make a lot more out now oh that's true between one and 58 where do you think this ranked for this year, that is for 1995. Oh, okay. worldwide! Worldwide. Okay, I'll, I'll go first this time. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say, pretty much down the middle, 26. Um, I'm going to go higher this time Ooh. because 
in my in my answer before, I forgot to factor in the UK. Yeah, sorry, you hear the little bells ringing. No worries. Yeah. Um, I forgot to factor in the UK audience for this, which yes. probably, which no matter how bad they thought it was, they would have gone to see it. Probably because it was so, created in the UK. This Judge Dredd character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll put it at twenty-two. Twenty-two, right. and we have guesses from Chat Geek Devotions forty-two and Dale twenty-six. So who wins? Close. Fall? It's the number twenty-nine. Oh, okay. Wow. So I guess. Yeah, that make me closer. Closest, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, me and Dale, since we both guessed 26. So, wow. I'm, I'm clean sweeping it. Thank you yeah. for making me look good, Peter. I appreciate that. Hey, Check no problem. That's what mail. I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> but now you have to retire and walk out to the same. Yeah, into the cursed earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a good run. You've had a good run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, you know what? So it, it did okay it did better than it cost to make apparently so they're better than the iron giant yeah oh that's so sad did that come out the same year no that was 99 a couple years later but it had uh, a lower budget yeah not much lower oh that's sad totally regardless though let's talk about the things we specifically liked about this movie uh hopefully there are some uh let's start with peter what's one thing you really liked about judge dread i really liked the line, recycled food. For the environment, okay for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we brought that up. That is so funny. That You know what? That one was one of the few comedic lines that hit my funny bone some. Me too. Uh, A lot of them were just like, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But that one was was just like totally unexpected. It hit you just right, yes. So basically, if I get this right, they're saying, you know, eat your poop and drink your pee, right? I don't know exactly how the recycling process works, but it can't be anything that, like, someone is naturally going to be drawn to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, because, yeah. And when, um, and then I recently watched The Dread, which is the 2012 um, reboot or, or just redo of the Judge Dredd character with Carl Urban. And in there, every time, uh, they kill someone and like they're okay here's the the crime scene now hey central uh, we have uh four bodies for recycle so it's just like they're just recycling bodies i assume for food or something oh, like that yeah yeah, yeah. So. oh man i didn't think about it for food but now i will yeah that's gross right. <laughs> <laughs> love it <laughs> i love the grossness okay yeah well, that's right follow with something yum, yum, you yum. you like to this movie um there's a one of the things that i appreciated about this movie is that it is a comic book adapted movie mm-hmm. and there are a lot of comic book adapted movie don't even mention the comics and the, a lot of the general audience don't even know it comes from the comics yeah and this opening montage started with the comic book covers of dread as a way to acknowledge yes this is where it comes from and i like that they did that they acknowledge yeah. the source and and what this is, was built on and it's like oh this is where marvel got it, that from hmm interesting yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there was like there were several things about this movie that I was just like, this is kind of in some ways a Marvel movie a little before its time. Yeah, you know? yeah. I totally. mean, and 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 that and that was certainly something that that made me think of Marvel. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's interesting you say that. Lots of people probably wouldn't know this character because apparently Stallone himself had never heard of Judge Dredd until I his believe agent that or something said, "Hey, do this role." Oh, okay. Oh, I guess I will. <laughs> <laughs> How many bad impressions are we gonna have? <laughs> Something uh, that wasn't a bad impression that I enjoyed was James Earl Jones's intro. I was totally not expecting it, but I just I 
I mean, he has a great voice, so it's hard to go wrong with him doing a voiceover. But I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good way of encapsulating what had happened. I thought it was mm-hmm. a good setup. And just yeah. hearing his rich tones was like, oh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for this. You know, James that was also my second like was oh, okay. the text at the beginning. Not only was it James Earl Jones, but I thought they did a great job of explaining and setting up the world because mm. I had never read the comics and it was like, okay, whoever wrote that, I think did a great job. And so it, it brought me into the movie and I was ready. It's interesting Sorry. that that's, that's a little bit of an artifact. I feel like from movies of that era and maybe prior to that there yeah, was, I was about there to say was, 80s there were a lot yeah more. like the the beginning of highlander you had uh um sean connery doing kind of like the voiceover and explaining what the world is and and you had the crawl in star wars that's kind of what you know the, the movie yeah. the franchise that made yeah. that kind of thing famous but it wasn't it's not these days if there is like text at the beginning um it's usually not i don't i don't know the last time i've seen it scroll yeah. uh, mm-hmm. up and it's, I, th- I don't think I've ever heard it read out loud <laughs> by kind of like a narrator type voice. I yeah, mean, yeah. that's such, such an artifact. Yeah. 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 It's usually it one kinda, or the other uh, as opposed yeah. to both. Yeah. And I was disappointed Darth Vader didn't show up later in the movie. <laughs> as the I was going to ask, were you disappointed that yeah. like Judge Dredd didn't fight <laughs> Vader later on? <laughs> oh my gosh. But now that I think about it, yeah, I'm disappointed. <laughs> well, you know that would have been cool if there was a sequel, and I, I, I want to get into the Judge Red comic books, but I've never read any. Uh, this was my first experience with this character as well, and uh, but apparently there's one of the enemies of Judge Red that they wanted to do initially was someone called Judge Death or Judge Dead or something, and so that would have been cool if having James Earl Jones voice over this was a setup for that character which in the sequel he would be the voice of judge death i think that would have been pretty cool you know since since you bring that up it's probably worth mentioning i did have exposure to the judge dread comic book and specifically more specifically 2000 ad which is the magazine that he is kind of uh, featured in in the uk Mm -hmm. and uh it was being sold in australia in seventh grade i went on a tour with the phoenix boys choir to australia and they they were getting some of the same publications there that were in the uk and so while i was while i was there i grabbed like i don't know like three maybe four of these 2000 ad comics featuring mm-hmm. judge dread and oh, uh cool. and it was really cool because they were more violent than american comics that i was sure, used to yeah. and it was like and it was and a lot of it was black and white but it was still really i was really interested in this world of the judges you know yeah, and, totally. and, and how how wrapped up in one person is judge jury executioner and mm-hmm. like a cop at the same time yeah yeah, yeah. So like conceptually when I heard this movie was coming out, like I, it was my first rated R movie, and oh, I really, wow, I begged my parents to let me watch it. <laughs> um, I think I watched it on my 18th birthday party, and oh, uh, and uh, they because and the way I convinced them was telling them, hey, I heard from Entertainment Tonight. Remember that show, kids? <laughs> oh, John um, Tesh. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that it it missed a PG thirteen rating only by one explosion not even like a gore thing but by one mm. explosion it missed a pg-13 rating rating and was categorized as as r mm-hmm. and so they let me watch it you know <laughs> but funny about that and maybe you know this already prayer but apparently the original cut of this was nc-17 and they really had to pull a lot back to get the r rating and wow. uh, probably with the the uh, clones Maybe, which we yeah, like, I think someone mentioned in the memories that we never see from again. But wow. uh, 
That's yeah. too bad. I would have been interested to see that kind of yeah, cut. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, so let's see. That leaves. Let's go back to Peter. What's something else you liked about the film? Um, I like that the central computer is Lilith. Oh, is it from Frasier or uh, Cheers? Cheers, yeah, BB Newworth. I didn't realize that. That's cool. And it just reminded me what a great show Cheers was. (laughs) (laughs) So really, your like is for Cheers. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. So I just finished watching the entire run of it. It took me a few years, and boy, that that final episode is really bittersweet and tugged at tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah, I just appreciate Judge Dredd for bringing that out. Well, cool. Good, good job, Judge. <laughs> uh, another character I really like uh, that I appreciate uh, before we get to our classmakers was also one of the female characters, Diane Lane. I I really liked her as uh, Judge Hershey. She seemed like she was a really interesting character, and I, I thought she was a good counterpoint to uh, Dread, who was very like stoic. Well, in this movie, he wasn't as stoic as I think Judge Dredd should be. Based on Carl Urban's amazing performance of him, but yeah. I uh, could have myself. I thought, but I thought she was a good interplay, and I, I appreciate the the I guess sexual tension they had, though. It, yeah, I guess there was some because they kissed at the end. Uh, I was but, about to say the only one I remember is when they're sitting there talking, and then Schneider interrupts them. And well, yeah, and but I mean the way they look at each other, even when she's defending them, I feel like there's some there's a spark there. So I, I just I liked their chemistry and i think she carried the weight of a lot of that and it, yeah according to my my read of the movie well with that guys uh let's get into the things we thought were our classic makers the things we loved most about judge dread let's go back to paul for this for the start of this um i like i said i had never seen this movie before and i heard a lot of people uh saying, oh, no, Judge Dredd isn't supposed to take off his helmet, and then this movie's all about him taking off the helmet and leaving, you know, what is established in the comics. So I was like, oh, that's too bad, because I'm, you know, a, a fanboy, and I like things done like the fans like it. Sure. So, but actually, I really enjoyed, this is my classic maker, the basic plot of this, of the idea of... Yeah, he takes off his helmet, like, inside, fine. But then he's like, not only take off the helmet, but he takes off the uniform. And what happens if a judge is, you know, stripped of his rank and then sent to prison? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And then, oh, it turns out that he's framed by a, by a a clone. Like, he's a clone. And, and it's his brother that did it. I'm like, oh, this is fan. I, I love the, Yes, it's going in a different direction, but I love the direction it's going in. So I really enjoyed the whole plot and the story of that part. Now, when it got into the other clone army, I thought that was taken <laughs> a little too far. If they had focused, if they had cut it back to just that part, I think it would have been better. But I enjoyed the the overall plot of this. Well, see, Stallone was watching Sixth Day with his friend Arnold Schwarzenegger friend slash competition and I was like oh we gotta copy that even though that's in the future and it hasn't come out yet we gotta copy that so yeah that, I was that about was to happening. say I don't think that yeah. <laughs> it lines up quite right you, you have trouble thinking fourth dimension you Paul you got, you got well someone does that. here <laughs> <laughs> oh my well for me my classic maker was the visual effects I thought were 
for especially for 1995, a lot of them were pretty stunning. Uh, one of the I think in our really? our TV <laughs> spot. <laughs> this is the same year Jurassic Park came out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, a lot of it, it, not so much the CG. I don't really oh. recall a lot of CG. I'm talking about the okay. actual visual effects, like um, when they even making the the cars look like they're flying, and uh, some of the the robotic uh, character characters. I, I just I really liked the the visual design, and I thought it was definitely interesting. That like the 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 why are they called the lawmasters the the bikes i i thought that was cool how chunky they were i would have liked to see them do more stuff with the bikes uh because uh, i thought they were just so interesting but that's my classic maker the overall uh visual effects and visual design of the film except for a couple parts uh let's see uh <laughs> Peter, what's your classic maker for judge dread it's very similar to yours, Francisco. Oh, okay. It's uh, the the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the stuff that was not produced in post. Yeah. So that would be like um, the the robot I liked. Um, you know the animatronic kind of like a war. Fido, robot. I think you called him. I can't remember what he's called. It's there's a type of robot. And I can't remember what it's called. But okay. anyway, yeah. Um, and about seventy percent of the visual design, maybe there's yeah. a few costume things that look a little plasticky, but um, but I think uh, about seventy percent of the visual design, I'm like, this is cool, and mm-hmm. I love this type of setting. Yeah, you know, this kind of dystopian, cyberpunky type of thing, and totally. uh, and there was very little of that when this movie came out, and right. and even now, I look at this, yeah. there's elements of the, of the visual design in this world. Then I'm like, this is a cool looking world, mm-hmm. you know. I, mm-hmm. I'm in this world, you know. It, yeah. it reminded me, and tell me if this is a good analogy. It was like Blade Runner meets Dick Tracy. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I can kind of see that. The color of Dick Tracy yeah. into Blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good that's a good uh, combo mashup. Yeah, you like the visuals, and I like the visuals. There's some. There's this other thing though that I forgot to mention. Supersonic Pod Comics. Supersonic Pod Comics are comics for your ears. Superhero stories told through audio drama form as a weekly podcast. They've created four different series that will each release one episode a month into a free podcast feed accessible in the podcast app of your choice, telling the ongoing story of some unique, relatable, fun, and inspiring heroes. Check out the series at supersoniccomics.com or any podcatcher you like. Okay, that's great, Francisco. But what does that have to do with Judge Dredd? <laughs> well, I judged that this was something I wanted our listeners to hear about, so that's what it had to do. I, I was being, I was, I was being the judge <laughs> executioner. <laughs> Gosh. Oh uh, wow! So I hope it wasn't trivial for you listeners to hear about that. Uh, but speaking of trivia, let's hear more about us. And by answering the trivial question, which again was. If you had to fight a clone of yourself, would you rather face off against one that is twice your size, so you times two, or eight clones, like eight little miniature clones that are a quarter of your size? And again, none of them have your memories, so they don't necessarily know what you've been through or your experience, but they have the same cognitive abilities as you do, and their physical uh, strength is scaled proportionally. So let's start with, I'm going to start with Paul. What would you say? Definitely a big one of me because eight little mini me's 
I can take out a couple, but <laughs> they would eventually get get you know take over. One, I can concentrate all my efforts on that. That's fair. That's fair. How about you, Peter? This is horrifying. I'm disturbed <laughs> by this question. <laughs> it is a disturbing question. I'm just imagining no this scenario and like, oh man, um, I'm taking probably taking it way too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I, I should got, have said, of course, your clone is evil. I mean, that that goes without saying. So, okay, and is, uh, trying to kill you. Well, yes. That's good to know. I, yeah, I'm with Paul. I gotta go with the bigger one because at least I can. What's the video game turn? I think it's called kiting, where Yo, you just yeah. like you just run and you let them, you know, run behind you and like just whack at them while you, you know, every now and then as you can and whittle down their health. Good point. Uh, because yeah. I, I think all the little guys, I couldn't keep track of them. I'm not dexterous enough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this is really, yeah, that's really disturbing. Yeah. How about you, Francisco? I'm in the same boat with you guys. I feel like I, I, I feel like one threat is way more appealing than a swarm of any, any size. I feel like the swarm is just, unless, unless I have a flamethrower handy, I think I'm going to have to go with the giant. So, and I'm, I'm only five, five. So that's only what, uh, a 10 foot, 10 inch version as opposed to you guys you have to fight like i don't know mega giants they're so tall uh, anyway uh, thank you guys for answering that trivial question that was fun since this is a backup episode we don't know when this is going to release uh we're going to be only taking some feedback about judge dread from chat and so here's what some of the people alive have to say and if you want to watch us record these live go to twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod follow us and you'll get notifications for when we go live so Dale says, my classic maker would have to be Stallone as Dread. Yeah, I, I can see that. That's a good one for sure. Geek Devotions agrees with Paul that uh, Blade Runner meets Dick Tracy. I'll take that. Fair. Uh, and then I'll go ahead and just say, Geek Devotions says, I want to know the background behind this scenario. LOL. Why are there so many of me or why is there such a big of me? <laughs> Because you were part of the Janus pro, the Janus project, and it went haywire. Uh, the, uh, uh, one of the uh, judge that wanted to make a play for the chief justice was trying to uh, get this program going, and it, there's a mishap, and so that's why you got these clones. That's why. There you go. But do but do they have souls, Francisco? We can talk about that in our spiritual <laughs> speculation, uh, Peter. I would say, man, I still don't know. I'm, I'm inclined I'm to say yes, but... Uh, oh, and then uh, one more memory from Geek Devotions. I only vaguely knew of Dread before the movie because of my local library had a volume of the Judge Dread graphic novel. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Cool. Well, uh, thank you guys for your feedback <clears throat> and for being here live. Really appreciate you. Uh, now we're going to get to the things we didn't like so much about Judge Dredd, the things we dreaded. Let's just beat that joke with <laughs> to death. Uh, let's start with Paul. What's Too something you, you didn't <laughs> like about this film? Um, I was really shocked how over the... <laughs> sure. Over the top, <laughs> all the acting was. It oh. was... And I, I like Diane Lane, but this is one of her worst performances in acting I've ever seen. I've got it. You know what, Paul? 
You know, she's done a lot better. I don't know if the director is just like, yes, but bring more. We got to see more. Okay. You know, hold, hold on a second. I, yeah. I want to, I want to defend the actors. Please do. Not because, not because I think that, not because I disagree with you, Paul. Okay. Um, but when did, when did Batman Forever and Batman and Robin come out? Do we We're know in, in relationship? So I want to say 98 book, or 97. Bullock comic book movies were in a different place back oh, then. Uh, you know? not, not the best place. And they no, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't. Now for 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 my tastes and my I'm just I, I'm like a very specific style of humor. So this movie was about as funny to me as the average Marvel movie is these days, you know? Sure. But it's but I can still recognize apples and oranges in the style of humor, the style of acting. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Paul. I, I'm glad we're out of that period. Yes. yes. And yeah, Batman and Robin is a contemporary to this film. It came out in 1997. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Paul didn't, but Paul still was sort of surprised by the over the, the, what, how did you phrase it, Paul? Just sort of the way the acting was over the top. Over the top. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's right in line with one of the things I didn't like. And man, the, some of the dialogue in this, Apparently yes, that robot had the best line because the a lot of the other dialogue in this that was trying to be comedic was so cheesy. Like just the trying to use the I knew you say that as a callback throughout. I'm like, uh, uh, why are you doing this? <laughs> um, and yeah, does anybody know by any chance? Like maybe somebody in chat was that a thing in the comics? That line I knew you'd say that. I know yeah. I am the law was a thing from the sure, comics. Yeah. But this thing that I this recurring, I knew you'd say that, that they were clearly trying to make a thing out of even more so than uh, I am the law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if anybody knows. I, I did a Google search, couldn't find anything about it in okay. the comics. So uh, that was out of the blue. Clearly, it's so fetch. Um, so <laughs> what's something that you didn't like, though, Peter? Um, okay. Paul, I respect yes. I respect that you enjoyed the like the turn that the plot took um with him being away from like the status quo. Right. Um mm -hmm. but for me one of my pet peeves in a comic book or you know any kind of like um any kind of story about a super powered person, somebody that's super capable in some way, that you know it's it's a it's an empowerment character story, sure, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um I hate it when we get the story where, oh, yeah, this is the one where Green Lantern loses his ring. Right. You know, and he has or his charge runs out and we have to show that he's a hero even without his ring. I'm like, <laughs> no, I gave you my money because I want to see the green flashy explodey <laughs> things. <laughs> I, I, I came to see Green Lantern. And so yeah. watching this movie, um, even back then, and, and I was reminded of it now, I was like. I just wanted to be Judge Dredd. You know, yeah. I want mm -hmm. keep the freaking helmet on. I'm not as much of a purist about like we can't see his face, but that is the iconic look yeah, of totally. Judge Dredd. I'm like, so get, get that helmet on, get the costume on a lot more often. I don't like this show. You got this great world. Mm -hmm. Show us the strong points of the status quo of this world yeah, instead totally. of immediately diverting from all. I, they, they could have done so much with what the judges are, what their role is. They could have gone in much more interesting places. I get that they weren't making those kinds of superhero movies back then that were really mm -hmm. kind of doing those kind of gray area, moral gray area type. Yeah. Things. It's a lot more simple, but yeah. man, I just wanted the status quo of mm -hmm. judge dread and that, and that to be explored. So, mm -hmm. you know what, Peter, I, I agree with you. It, this being the first movie, 
they didn't necessarily have to have an origin story, but they should have showcased him being dread. This that yeah. plot line is a great second Sequel, part of a yeah. trilogy. Yeah. 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 Where, yeah. you know, you've established the hero. Now let's let's let the hero lose fall from his, grace a bit fall or something. from grace. Yeah. And then the third part, you know, is his returning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I, I I totally agree with you guys in all of that. Uh, but something that you guys haven't mentioned that is another thing I don't like is Stallone's and Asante's contacts. They are so clearly <laughs> wearing blue contacts. Oh, my word. Just, well, they're clones. They're not contacts. That's just how they're, the clone's eyes look. I, I understand that. But here's, here's the thing. Apparently, they both have brown eyes, so they could still mm-hmm. both be brothers because that's you know, well, all sure, you have to be. But a, then it doesn't look otherworldly. <sighs> I, I'm wondering if there's some kind of like like wiki or you know like stat somewhere that hardcore well this doesn't make sense i was gonna say <laughs> hardcore fans would know that joseph dread has blue eyes you can't screw that up but if they would have been caring about hardcore fans they would have kept the helmet yeah off. right exactly exactly and plus i don't think you ever would ever see his eyes right if you all if he's always well, has it, his helmet on it's in his bio it's on his id card <laughs> <laughs> I'm mystified. Do you guys have any? Can you speculate as to why they they did the blue contact? Oh, it, well, it's because they were thinking the the IMDb trivia I read speculated that the guy that they took Fargo, the Max von Sindo, uh act, character, has blue eyes, and they apparently took DNA from him. So they're oh. trying to relate them in some way to him. But oh, I, good. I'm sure there's plenty of blue. Uh, brown-eyed people with blue-eyed parents so i don't think that's yeah yeah too much of a reach anyway all right uh but uh, let's go back to peter what's something else you didn't like um well my tastes in fiction in general and movies uh, maybe even more so have really changed since this movie came out Mm. i really appreciate having these really kind of fantastical environments but then also um, having real character drama. You know, this mm-hmm. movie came out before Farscape was on TV. And mm. Farscape ruined me for so much sci-fi, <laughs> both in movies and in, in film, because they had this crazy off-the-wall sci-fi concepts and visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. And But they could really go to some really weighty, dramatic places. Yeah. And so coming back to a movie like this, as as someone who now really values character driven stories mm-hmm. you know and really interesting layered characters mm-hmm. um i was like these characters are all empty to me by comparison of what i like these days and all the potential character drama that they're going for was just totally falling flat for me and part of that might have been because of what paul observed about just kind of the style of the acting you know mm-hmm. Do, i'm curious in regards to, do you feel the same way about Rico Armand DeSante? I feel like there was, I don't know. I for some reason I felt like he had some, some drive or some uh, sort of. What am I trying to say? Uh, he wasn't as flat as a normal just comic book villain. I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he's just so over the top that he felt like he was three dimensional. He was like pushing his two D ness as much as possible. But I was just curious your thoughts on Rico. Yeah, I think that there were some some hints of like a backstory there Mm -hmm. that about his motives. I totally, I I agree with you that there's something there, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't fleshed out, Oh yeah, you know, like, like his, like his feelings about like, 
it went like in, near the end of the movie when he was telling Dread, you know, you betrayed me, you betrayed your friend, you my betrayed brother, your brother, my mm-hmm. family. And I'm like, well, he didn't know <laughs> yeah. that he was your brother. Why are you getting all hung up on this? So there was that weird, you know. Yeah. So I, I feel like there was there were things that they were wanting to do dramatically, yeah. things they were wanting to play with that they just never gave time to to fleshing out. And then on top of that, um, Armand Sante's performance was just like really loud, both yeah. metaphorically and literally. You know? <laughs> yes. So. yes. The law! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, I didn't realize this, he was trying to mimic Stallone's mannerisms oh, or the way he spoke. Oh, man. That's why oh, he was really? like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, he gets some. I, I give him the tip of my hat for that yeah, because yeah. I can see that now. Yes, totally. Yeah, uh, but Paul, what uh, don't you? Are you mocking me, uh. <laughs> Paul? What would you mock about Judge Dredd? Uh, the things that you like so much, and that was the the set pieces in this film. You mean like <laughs> looked, the, the set dressing, the sets? Yes, the okay. the, the costumes <clears throat> look like they were plastic. Like yeah. you could poke your your finger. Okay, Is they this, didn't look like did metal. You, Paul, did, Paul, did you watch this in HD? Yes. Okay, see, I watched it in SD, so I think that can make a bit of the, a visual the difference. The motorcycles were so clunky. <laughs> And they moved like like they were bumper cars. You know, that's a bit rough. It's it's true though. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I agree with you that like it, watching watching them move. I was like, I don't know that I believe these are in powerful, imposing. Yeah, n- right, yeah. Right, they're and, and they yeah they would dent with your pinky. You know, and these were not like. Uh, it it was it just a lot of it looked so fake. And that's part of that Dick Tracy is coming in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, that it just, it hard, it made it hard for me to believe in this movie, to lose myself in it when so uh, much yeah. of it, not only the acting, as I mentioned before, but then the set pieces are everything about this is so fake. It's hard to, it's hard to turn my brain off. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of what did you think of the um the the zombie cyborg guy that was like in the uh the, that that outlaw family oh yeah like, oh yeah I, I like the i like the design of that character yeah at least mm-hmm. part totally. part uh, like half his scenes were really great i was going man how did they do that because that guy looks like an ambidextrous not ambidextrous uh uh what, what do you call it an amputee or something oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> because uh it looked amazing. Then uh, uh, some of his other scenes looked a little too uh, uh, animatronic. Welcome to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I mean by that. Yeah, I okay. agree. There, there was good. It was like there was good intention, mm-hmm. but it was in the wrong hands. Yeah. Mm. Well, uh, okay. Those are those are good things not to like, guys. But I think let's talk about the things that we hated most about Judge Red. And I'll start oh, off good. because <laughs> mine, I finally get some payback on Paul, who's been dissing my likes. Yeah, because I and this this sort of goes to um, one of Peter's dislikes as well. But I and I think I've mentioned this before. But I am just I'm so done, and I so despise the hero's framed story or plots. I just I I don't enjoy them at all. I think that's this is more about me than the movie. I was about to say I think <clears throat> you have a little fear for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> they're out to get me, guys. It's not paranoia if they're really after you. No, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. 
I don't like it in Batman Returns. I don't like it in, I think, uh, uh, I feel like there's a Superman, one of the Supermans is like that. But I just, I do not like stories where the hero is framed and has to prove his innocence. I'd much rather he make a mistake and have a fall from grace that way than, yeah. than it be a frame job. Oh, I just, oh, it's just, so it seems like lazy storytelling to me. That's really what it feels like. How is it lazy storytelling where they got the DNA evidence? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that judge says, can we release this classified information that I would think all judges know that their guns are DNA linked and the bullets are DNA linked? It's like, Oh my gosh, we didn't know this, Diane Lane. How how did you not know this? Oh <laughs> Sorry, I, that was something else. But so I didn't like that aspect, even though you liked it so much, Paul, to make your classic maker. No, I didn't maker. like that. No, aspect. no, you might as well have said it. You might as well. No, have I said mentioned that. the, the I plot think, points that I did. I like. think I remember. I'll play back the tape and hear you say that you love the frame. Point of order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Peter, what was your tragic maker for Judge Red? Ugh. Well, I kind of, I kind of touched on it earlier. I think it's related to the empty characters, but it's, mm-hmm. it's the dialogue, the dialogue. And I think Paul maybe touched on this earlier. It felt so artificial to me. And again, time, t- time has passed and they have made a number of sci-fi fantasy movies and stuff that have these more realistic, realistic quote unquote dialogue and and character drama and stuff so it just felt artificial to me this was a a season in filmmaking of one-liners among superhero movies where it's like again i knew you'd say that we come back to that um courts adjourned you know or what i can't do it sylvester Stallone thing i am yeah courts adjourned i am the law that well that one's from the comics i can see that being put in there maybe once as a little nod to the fans sure, yeah, but, yeah. but they but like all the little punny type things it was just unfunny jokes um a, a melodramatic villain um it was more serious than Batman and Robin, which y- mm. you observed as a contemporary sure. of this movie, but it's still so 90s superhero sounding. Mm-hmm. And that's an era that like, man, I, I films of this type and of this genre and the superhero genre and sci-fi genre, they have just gone to places that have, have caused me to raise the bar as far as like what I want, what, yeah. and what, and what I will no longer tolerate, you know, that's a great, and this, pain, yeah. when this movie came out, you know, we had uh, we didn't didn't have as many movies like this, you mm-hmm. know, and so I was I just we didn't was, know any better. I was will- <laughs> yeah, I was willing to accept things that uh, I wouldn't accept today, and yeah. among that is really the dialogue. Just oh, yeah. oh, oh it's so bad. for me, so bad. For me. Oh goodness! So something that Peter does on his podcast, Christian Central Podcast, when he does movie reviews, is he. He goes back and he says, I don't know your taste in movies, but if I was a time traveler, time traveler, I'd go back in time and say something to my past self about the movies he covers. So I'm curious, Peter, would you go back to your 18 year old self who this oh. was your first radar movie? Would you say, oh, oh, actually, don't give it, don't give us your, your actual final rating. It, uh, let us know that in your final rating. We'll, we'll okay. get there in a second. Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I'm just, I just need to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to let Paul speak. What's your tragic maker, Paul, for Judge <laughs> Dredd? As someone who was, uh, who had never seen this before, mm-hmm. um, I was uh, dreading watching this, honestly, to begin with. You have, uh, because I rated it a tragic. Can I, can uh, I make a guess? Because mm-hmm. you haven't mentioned cursing at all 
And so I'm curious if it's the cursing. Actually, I was I was gonna uh, put that into my explanation of my final rating. Oh, okay. So oh, okay. if I then don't, not, remind then me that. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. Um. But so from the previews, I remember Rob Schneider being the comic relief. So my only hope in redeeming this movie was Rob Schneider, and <laughs> that character <laughs> failed. so bad in any redeeming qualities and the fact that dread was kept trying to say hey come along let's go i'm like why drop him he's not he's not adding any of the humor he's not helping in any way there is no redeeming Uh quality for that character at all except to go ah watch out is this a funny line i don't (laughs) well he does he does hack the robot then that's the only thing he does that's yeah barely at the end okay (laughs) so my tragically his his name is fergie in this unfortunately rob schneider was not wait his character had a his character had a name yeah Yeah, it's fergie Fergie. for some reason yeah apparently that's a character in the comic too i believe oh well so i was uh most disappointed in Unfortunately, because I had set him up so high in expectations that it's such a dramatic fall from grace or dramatic fall from being, you know, yeah. what my expectations or at least totally. hope was. Let me get some, let me get some context, Paul. Um, cause yes. I, um, I was never, I've never been particularly drawn to Rob Schneider, although I haven't given many of his movies a, tr- a fair shake, a fair sure. try and seen them. Um, are you a fan of his? of what he's done elsewhere and and so that's why you're expecting more from him here i'm i'm not a fan i'm always i'm not gonna <laughs> i'm not gonna go out and, and watch male gigolo i even though i haven't seen yeah i haven't seen that but i i do enjoy him as an actor like the in down periscope I, he's and not a, ninjas a, uh he's not a likable guy but i like what he does with the character there mm. okay. okay i don't like what he does with the character here no ah, sorry yeah yeah um but you know what guys that's i i do want us to get to our final rating but i am curious since i forgot and neglected to ask peter do you happen to know peter or have insight as to why there is like that there's this seem seemingly pull to try and make this movie comedic when it's not the source material isn't i'm curious if you happen to have the backstory on that Oh yeah. no, I don't. I mean, I can only I can only assume that it's related to where '90s superhero movies were at the time, mm-hmm. and and I think what I I think that they assumed rightly, you know, that like okay, we're seeing this formula work where superheroes have these kind of one-liners and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's the same thing that like you know Marvel has kind of stumbled on this formula that seems to really be connecting with audiences and mm-hmm. so the Marvel movies are very similar and so that would be my only guess but that's speculation yeah. I don't have any insight it, yeah. it, that, my oh I was about to say they're they're trying to pull in a wider audience yeah and so it, they probably felt it would be too harsh and you know the teenagers are where the money's at so let's make it humorous let's make it you know appealing to younger not kids but you know younger audiences snl fans yeah that's true too so and so here's the insight i gleaned from imdb apparently the director it seems it sounds like the director was a big fan of judge red and so he wanted this movie but stallone who wasn't a fan uh wanted uh 
Oh, so the director wanted to do this film justice, like make it dark, gritty. But Stallone and some of the producers want to like get down to PG-13. They're going for more of an action comedy, which is why they yeah. want to hire Rob Schneider. So there was this constant biting of heads. And apparently the director Oof. said, I'm never working with a big named actor again, like because oh. of his experience on this. So now, I'm sure I'm not, I'm sure Stallone isn't like, I'm not saying he's a bad person to work with, but when you have creative differences like that, that can be really, really frustrating so i imagine yeah. uh so i think that's why this film feels like it's in trying to have two its feet worlds. in two different worlds yeah yeah but i think though that comes from probably uh what you're saying pair about a lot of movies around the time are trying to be this formula i, I bet you that's why stallone and the producers were like we need right. to do this because this is what's working right yeah, um, it's, it's yeah. good intention yeah exactly on both ends <clears throat> yeah and uh you know what let's go ahead and Give our good faith intentional ratings to Alice. <laughs> Alice, we've entered all our uh, trajectories into the firing computer. Do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Okay, guys, it's the moment of truth. Do we rate Judge Dredd? Do we judge Judge Dredd? A classic. We'd recommend anyone go out and see this movie, whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic. It's worth a rewatch if you remember liking it, but if you've never seen it before, probably steer clear. Or a tragic. Uh, it's not worth your time if you certainly if you've never seen it. And if you have good memories of that of it, leave those memories intact because a rewatch will destroy those memories. So let's go around. Start with our guests as we'd like to, Peter. Uh, would you go back in time and tell your 18 year old self to see this movie? Uh, this is a classic. Every person. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I wanted to hold it together for a little longer. <laughs> you, you know what? If you would have, I would have been like, what? <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted to see stunned expressions. I couldn't commit. Dang it. Um, no, uh, you know, well, usually with the time travel gimmick, I'm I'm not going back that far in time, you know. Okay, well, I just go, I, so if but if I were a time traveler and I could go back in time to my 18 year old self, I'd say, Peter, um, hey, dude, your first rated R movie, you're gonna have a great time, man. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I could go back in time about two weeks ago, I'd say, um. See if maybe Francisco will change the movie you're going to talk about. <laughs> uh, I have to say oh, that this, this one's a tragic as I predicted it would be. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, swerving from what I predicted, it was a lousy experience for me watching oh, it. Um, you know, this this movie did have a moment in the sun for me back in 95 mm -hmm. when a few movies aside from Blade Runner um, were giving us dystopian cyber, uh, cyberpunk. Um, but then after this, we got Fifth Element. Uh, not long after this, oh, we got yeah. later. I we got iRobot, we got Minority Report, we got Surrogates, we got the Total Recall remake. I can't go. I mean, we had Farscape, and I can't. I can't go back to this movie now. Um, but one day, this is the one saving grace. I predict that I'll watch it with my boys in that brief window when they can handle 
the the violence and the zombie cyborgs, but don't care about having subtext and interesting characters. Oh, sure. I think that's that's where this movie could fall yeah. in still, and and so I don't need to take it and sell it at the used bookstore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. And before we get to uh, Paul and Mize, uh from chat, we have some predictions that uh, Dale says he predict or he he would rate it nostalgic, and then Geek Devotions would also rate it nostalgic. Uh, Paul, what would you rate it? interesting because i can't pick nostalgic because i never saw it um you but, could still say nostalgic i'm sure you've done that before uh maybe but not in this case because it's tragic <laughs> it's, it's just i i will i was sad that i bought this movie just to watch it oh <laughs> because i mean like well yeah like i said you know the story element got interesting and then halfway through it, it went way beyond that it needed to yeah and just everything that we've said the acting the dialogue every everything was so way more than it should have been in the in not a good direction what i wanted to say about the the language is oh yeah because the setting is so big and plasticky and almost cartoony in a way and because the acting is so over the top if they cut out the language and some of it i think and toned it down even more Mm -hmm. i think this has some elements of a great kids movie mm, if mm-hmm. it huh. if it's not taken so seriously because of all these elements. Yeah. So um pick a different character. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, big acting D- you know. Judge Ted. Judge Ted's yeah. over there. Do, do a movie <laughs> yeah. about him. Put Paul the uh, Paul Mart the the mall cop in there or something, <laughs> you know, and have Rod Schneider be his comic relief there. Oh my gosh. Uh, that that I think might have done better. I don't know. <laughs> Fair. Uh, well, you know what, guys? <clears throat> I'm not going to be around the bush. It's tragic for me as well. Uh, I, I just say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Ooh, man. I just I was I. You know what? I think I picked this because I was thinking. <laughs> this is like this is inside Francisco's head right here. I was thinking, okay. We'll do Judge Dredd on our show. Then we'll go on Christian Geek Central and cover Dredd, which is the movie I really want to see and talk about. Oh, so this is the dangling <clears throat> carrot. Yes, almost. exactly. Though Peter had different different plans, and I loved Peter's plan. So we'll we're we're gonna stay the course. And you know what? I ended up watching Dredd this week anyway, so it's all good. oh cheater. But man, oh man, guys, it's 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 so hard because. Okay, this movie isn't great by itself, but when you have Dread, which I I love that movie. I every time I see it, I like it more and more. It just makes this movie seem even so much worse. <laughs> so yeah. is that because there's no slow mo scenes in this movie? No, the, the slow mo is cool, but it, I don't think that it's the way Carl Urban portrays Dread is so much better. And I love his interplay with the rookie that he's training and how she starts off very like nervous, and then by then she's like. Steel hardened just like him. I, I just, I liked her arc in that. I, let's, this isn't a dread podcast. Final Rain, Core the Retro Rewind podcast, Rewind, Judge Dread, uh, unanimous tragic movie. Go see Dread instead. <clears throat> All right, Alice, it's time to give us back to our own time. Good old 20XX. Nope, not that one. That's the one. Comsats online. Receiving oh, incoming transmission. We should look into this. What was she that? She needs a tune-up. She, she needs Alice's, a tune-up. Oh, yeah, yeah she does need a tune-up. Yeah, man. Here when that happens. 
All right. Well, as we've mentioned before, this is a backup episode, so we don't have any feedback this time. But we do want to say, as always, vote on the movies we cover at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash vote. Buy our t-shirts at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store. Get bonus content and more by supporting us on Patreon at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support. And contact us at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash contact. How else can people reach us, Paul, and you specifically? You can talk to us on social media. We're Retro Rewind Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also watch us record these very podcasts. Like right now, we're doing a live stream and we have uh, viewers and you can interact with us there. And there we also do, well, we mainly Francisco does pixel art illustrations <laughs> that you can follow at twitch.tv slash retro rewind pod. But if you want to find me, Paul J. Powers, that's where you can find me at pauljpowers.com. Or you can listen to the next episode, which I'll most likely be on. <laughs> most likely. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, thank you, Paul. Awesome being able to patrol the streets of the time streams with you as my partner. Thanks for being uh, my friend and co-host. Yeah. <laughs> And I also really, really am grateful to Peter for making the time to come back on the show, especially this being uh, one that we don't know when it'll release, but uh, so glad you're able to make it. Thanks for being here. Uh, do you have, where can people find you online? And is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, well, I'm always keeping myself busy at ChristianGeekCentral.com. I'm putting YouTube videos up all the time at YouTube.com slash ChristianGeekCentral. And I've started using our Twitter account to kind of make people aware and more connected to the wider world of Christian geekery that's happening in all forms across the web. And so you can follow us on Twitter at Christian underscore geek. Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. So, yeah, thank you so much, Peter, for coming back to the Retro Rewind podcast. My pleasure. Thank uh, you. Absolutely. Uh, but as much as I like Peter and Paul, I I love that you're here. Yes, you listening right now. Thank you so much for taking time uh, to listen to us uh, banter and have fun talking about Judge Dredd, even though <laughs> tragic movie as it was. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, whether you're a part of the Rewinder community or you're a first-time listener to the show, thank you for spending that time with us, and we pray you are more joyful now than when you first hit play. I have been and continue to be Francisco Ruiz. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at FXRUIZX, and you can hire me to do pixel art illustration for you via Fiverr at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash Fiverr. Finally, we are proud to be part of the Retro Junkies Network at TheRetroJunkies.com and the Christian Geek Central Network. Oh, hey, I know the guy who runs that. At ChristianGeekCentral.com, you can catch us at either of those. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. I had heard that, you know, Stallone was awful in this movie, and I didn't find him that bad, honestly, you know? He was very uh, Stallone-y. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I, I thought he did a good job, but wouldn't that make us kind of judges of the judges in this movie? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, Where, yeah, where's the going, Paul? We're the law now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs>